tap it in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Players Only Podcast, a partner of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. We are the best place to catch up on golf from around the world, including the golf of your favorite big players. Ben, Josh, Tyler, Tully, Colin, and Kenny Oneput. Welcome to our final episode of the 2022 calendar year. We had an incredible year. We got to attend an LPGA major. We got to attend the President's Cup. And week in, week out, sitting around the table with these guys has reinvigorated my love for the game, and I think they would say similarly. Thanks so much for joining us along the ride. In this episode, we are going to look forward to 2023. We're going to talk about our predictions for player of the year and rookie of the year, even comeback player of the year. We're going to talk about a multitude of players that either exceeded expectations or fell short this past year. Will they get a tour win this upcoming year? Will they continue their success? We're also going to talk about our own games and things we've had going on, like will Tully get new irons in this upcoming year? We've been hearing a lot about them. And will Collins' new PXG driver actually perform the way he said it has? So thanks, everyone, for being here. Make sure to head over to Instagram and follow us at BigPlayersOnlyPod. Thanks again for all you do, and cheers to a wonderful 2023. Alrighty, a great 2022 season, but let's look forward to this 2023 season. I guess we already started with a wraparound schedule, but we got our majors and all our big events coming up this year. I want to hear your guys' prediction on who you think the 2023 player of the year will be. Now, this doesn't have to be someone who's going to win the FedEx Cup like we saw this past year, right? Rory won the FedEx Cup, but then, or, and then Scotty won player of the year, so it doesn't necessarily need to be synonymous, but hit me with your player of the year predictions. I'm going to start with arguably maybe the hottest golfer in the last couple, you know, months, the big news getter in YTK, young Tom Kim. Wow. He's going to burst onto the scene even more. Now he's going to get some action. You will see him in the majors, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, he'll Maybe he'll get some action. Maybe he'll get some action. If he's lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I think that is a kind of pick that we could actually see him. You know, we've seen him. He has the has the gonads kind of thing to go up against Ooh. whoever it is in the final kind of pairing. He's gonna kind of lay it all out there. He'll go all out, go for chasing pins, all that kind of fun stuff. And he's kind of like uh, it'd be a little surprising in the grand scheme of things, given how many people are ahead of him in like rankings and like projections. So I'm I'm watching him this year. I'm surprised you didn't pick a live golfer, Tully. To come back to the BJ Tour, I did think about oh, going DJ. I did wow. think about that. A but literal comeback player. Yeah, I like that pick. So Tom Kim came in third at the Genesis Scottish Open in July of last year. That was kind of like the moment we all kind of found out about him. Four weeks later, he wins the Wyndham, but he only played in probably 12, 15 tour events last year. I think it's it's not only bold, but I love the pick. I mean, we've right. We saw Tom Kim at the President's Cup go up against some of the best players and just hold his own. The kid's got personality. He's an absolute assassin with his irons, and that's probably the number one quality you have to have as a tour pro is to be good with your irons. Yeah, I don't know what the odds are, but I'll be sprinkling some cash on young Tom Kim if we can find that on DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. Love now, it. Now it's legal here in Maryland. Yeah, clearly no moment is too big for this guy. We saw him at the President's Cup. I mean, he, he can play under pressure which is going to bode well for him to capture his first major this year. Tell you, I think I'm thinking the same kind of thought process as you, someone really that burst onto the scene in 2022. You know I got to go with my boy Cam Young coming out here for player of the year. Love it. He absolutely, I wouldn't say dominated, but he was up there at the top for what, a nice one or two month span where he was in it for every tournament. And I think with that extra year of really exposure to maybe what it takes to win, he's really going to take a step forward in 2023 and, Win a few tournaments and get into that conversation for player of the year. I think he has a really good chance. That'd be pretty cool to see a guy go rookie of the year to player of the year and just, you know, back to back. With the MLB logo on his sleeve the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the most boring part of his game for sure. I'm going to venture to say that if it's ever been done, it's only by the greats, right? Only maybe Jack or Tiger or Palmer or Nicholas. I mean, that's, that's really all I can see. Yeah, there can't be a lot out there that have managed to pull that one off. If there's one to do it, it's my boy. <laughs> I think it's an interesting kind of this post-apocalyptic, post-live world. Like, now we're going to be able to see that kind of stuff. I don't know, five years ago, you would have been hard-pressed to tell me that a guy's going to come be a rookie of the year, then player of the year, or even just pop onto the scene and become player of the year. 
now we have a chance. And we're missing a lot of stars, but the PGA Tour is still so deep. These guys are really making a name for themselves. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because now we have that whole elevated schedule where the top guys are committed to playing more events overall. So we're going to see them out there more. And it's going to be those guys that are, you know, in the tops of the world ranking. It's kind of situation that are probably going to be the ones, you know, not unsurprisingly, you know, competing for it, but it's going to be someone that's in that range that's going to, you know, kind of fall in that line. And it all kind of comes down to East Lake normally. Like Scotty had an incredible year, so he beat out Rory for it. But usually, the guy that wins Player of the Year usually will win East Lake, and Cam can Cam can play there. So Cam had like what I think it's like five or six top threes last year. Yeah, two in majors, two in majors, right? I mean, but didn't win a single event, right? Correct. correct. So I think yeah. Tyler is not only making the bold claim for player of the year, but also that he's going to win for his first win. He will win multiple times next year. And talk about playing well on good courses. T2 <laughs> at the Genesis and T2 at St. Andrews, yeah. right? These are, I mean, St. Andrews wasn't, didn't show the teeth that it normally does, but when you look at that leaderboard, he's amongst the elite in the golf. Yeah. So you guys ended up taking two kind of breakthrough golfers that we saw last year. I'm going to take a tried and true name. I'm going to listen to our, Latest guest, Sean Foley, can't believe that there are seven or eight golfers better than him in the world right now by the rankings. Justin Thomas is going to be the 2023 Player of the Year. I mean, did you guys watch the match? He carried Jordan Spieth to a victory over Tiger. I mean, it was two on one, though. Well, he still, he still, uh, he still stayed tried and true. And I just, we saw the talent that this guy has, especially at the Players Championship last year. I think it was Friday, where it was windy and rainy and cold and. He went out there and shot even or under par. He was hitting all of his shots. He can he can hit any shot out there that he needs to. And um, I just don't see – well, this will tie into my bold prediction coming up. But, yeah, he's going to have a big year next year, I think. Well, Foley mentioned Stephen Eames' round at the players being one of the more phenomenal rounds recognized in PGA Tour history. And I, in the moment, I didn't mention it, but I was thinking about JT's round at the players and how well he played there. And there might be yeah some similarities as well. Yeah, so I'll, I'll round it out here. I'm going to go with the guy who came into last year as the tried-and-true number one golfer. Very disappointing year. Could almost call it a comeback year this year. John Rahm. He's, the putter really let him down last year. I think he's even better than Rory off the tee statistically. And he just couldn't get anything going last year. Really disappointing season. But he ended the season in the fall playing really solid. And, and he might have found something with the putter. I, I think that's kind of what allowed him to capture, I think he won the DP World Tour Championship and placed pretty well in some of the the end-of-year tournaments. And he's a guy that's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, too. I mean, of all the elite golfers, he's kind of left in the dust as far as, you know, he's not in Tiger's inner circle and, and really hasn't been involved as one of those main guys of the PGA Tour. And especially with it being a Ryder Cup season, I think he's going to be playing for a lot this year with a lot to prove as, hey, I think I'm the best golfer in the world. Yes, you're riding with our boy Travis Fulton, who, who called him out as the the player of the year. He thinks for next year, that big bounce back. And I mean, it's it's hard not to argue that at all. Like, I mean, he's been dominant without maybe the wins to back it up, but in terms of statistically, just one of the best players on tour for what, three years at least now. So I mean, I, I love that picked up. So this is not rounding it out because I still had to pick. I him. thought that when he but said, but I was going to pick John Rahm as well. I think yeah, I, I just I knew it, so I, I just I took agree. it out of your mouth. I and... agree with everything you said. So he is number one strokes gained off the tee last year. It's interesting because Rory certainly is the prettiest swing on tour, you might say, when he hits the Here ball a mile. Go. But like John Rahm statistically is so much better than him off the tee. You just don't maybe you don't see it because he's kind of short and maybe that bowed wrist and his swing isn't as pretty. But he's incredible off the tee, and he finished last year 143rd in strokes gained around the green. And we talked to Foley about how maybe a pro on a good day is going to hit like 12 greens if they're having a great tournament. So they got six opportunities to get up and down. Starting this year already, John Rahm's only played in two tournaments, but he's third on tour and strokes gained around the green. Still do, still driving the ball great, still putting well, doing everything great. So I expect a big year from John Rahm. All right, now let's go into Rookie of the Year. We got some young guys coming up on tour. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on who you think is, uh, is touted to be our new Cam Young of the 2023 season. I'm going with Brandon Matthews. If I, if I recall correctly about this kid, he hits the piss out of the ball. He hits it just, you know, he's Bryson distance-wise without having to go through all of the, you know, change my body entirely and, like, look like I'm, you know, going to pull my back out every time I swing. He's, he's going to have that opportunity, kind of how Bryson did to, like, overpower some courses now that he has, you know, more of that full-time membership situation going for him. 
And I can see him just running away with that race strictly because as long as he can keep it under control, he'll be in position to give him greens and regulation and good looks at birdie. So that, that's going to be my pick. Plus, who doesn't love to see the long ball? I think, you know, that's that's Dubby's favorite club out there for sure. So, you know, it, it, it gets the people going. And that guy hits at a mile, right? You see these guys that are young on tour. Having that ability is, is, is amazing. And then as you get more seasoned, your short game and irons get a little bit better. I agree. So I was looking at a uh, list of some of these top guys coming out that um, I was surprised were considered rookies. A lot of these guys were like 27, 28, 29 years old. And in my mind, a rookie is like 22, 23, like kind of fresh out of college, really working their way towards a tour, maybe spend a year or two on the Corn Ferry. And my eyes go to Davis Thompson, 23-year-old kid out of Georgia, former number one amateur. It's like that that guy's got the resume. It's like I, he, he's ready for tour. Um what I think from him is that he's just going to come out guns blazing. What do I know? I, I used to be the guy. I'm used I'm used to being the guy, so why can't I be the guy on tour? So I think he could make some noise this year. Is that going to be another bulldog out on tour? I think it's going to be another bulldog. What oh. is a bulldog? And another guy, right, he was 19th in strokes gained off the tee on the Corn Ferry last year. So another guy that hits the ball great off the tee. And, right, just learn a little bit, learn how to hit to the right sides of greens when you're going to miss. And, yeah, he could have a lot of success out on tour. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Taylor Montgomery. Uh, he Another, like you said, older guy, 28-year-old, going to be a rookie, kind of burst on the Corn Ferry Tour scene last year. A lot of top fives. I don't know that he actually got a victory. Earned his tour card, though, in his first event, Fortinet. I think he got a, a third place. Yep, He's third. elite putting, which you know helps you in those pressure, pressure pack situations, always kind of keeps you around. And he drives the ball really well, too. I, I think he's got a, a little bit of an issue with, with some accuracy, but he hits the ball a long way. And combine that with, with a great putter, I think that's going to give him a lot of opportunities to be in contention in some of these tournaments. Yep, 13th already this year in strokes gain putting. Some impressive stuff. Some say the most important club in the bag. Flat stick? Sorry, I, uh, I didn't really... Watch a ton of the Corn Ferry Tour this year, unfortunately. Um, however, I was doing some research on some of these top rookies, and I did see a name that I recognized a little bit. Ben Griffin, I've definitely seen on the PJ leaderboard at some point. Is a UNC grad. Sorry, guys, I didn't do my research. I have no idea how old he is. But this guy, this guy is a pretty cool story. He actually quit golf in 2021, became a financial mortgage loan officer, and then um, picked it back up, and now he just got his tour card last year. He ranked eighth on the Corn Ferry Tour in putting. So, great putter. I think that's going to be a key to, to success. Struggles a little bit off the tee, like like someone else I know, myself. So, maybe we need to get a PXG driver in the bag for him. We'll <laughs> get see. him sponsored. Um, he also, he, his, he has Braziliancy built into his genes. His great-grandfather, Benjamin Cowan Shields, pitched for the Yankees from 1923 to 1925, and he seriously injured his lung after <laughs> taking a Babe Ruth liner off the chest during batting practice. Oh, my God, what a guy. And then it became infected, and he ended up having tuberculosis, still returned to pitching, and pitched for the Red Sox five years later. So there's no way this guy gets knocked down and isn't coming back. Talk up. about Brazilian. Brazilian. Right I said resiliency. <laughs> that could not be a word. I don't know. Brazilian. Resiliency. That's a pretty incredible story. You see a lot of these guys, like, that have had either or parents or grandparents that were that were professional athletes, some golfers, and then this baseball, right? I think it's a cool story. And to, to round us out, I'm going to go with a guy that was it Sean Foley mentioned, Carl Yuan. He said he coached him when he was young. He knew him since he was a kid. If you haven't seen this guy, go look up some of his highlight videos. Carl Yuan, Y-U-A-N. He His antics are absolutely hilarious. Like Sean Foley said, he would go out to the range and just top 100 balls in a row with a wedge because he's so good he can do it consistently. <laughs> See this guy's antics. He talks about his high helicopter finish because he knows the ball won't go left. This guy is exactly like the kind of person like Tom Kim, like the the tour needs. That's just exciting to watch. A heck of a golfer. I see him having a great year out on tour because he has a really complete game. He also won the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's got a lot of Braziliancy. A lot of Braziliancy. (laughs) Tuberculosis. That was great. (laughs) But he came back and played for the Red Sox. (laughs) He did. All right, any predictions for 2023 Comeback Player of the Year? We got a lot of big names that didn't have great years on tour. Who's looking for someone to come back this year and really make an impact? I don't know if he's really going to qualify because he participated in a good chunk of 2022, but I'm hung up on Will Zalatoris. It's like he has such a, we'll call it severe injury, where, where you really don't know how it's going to shake out with a back injury. But he was so good at the start of 2022. 
And then you see a guy like him that could probably, if he comes maybe back the second half of 23, compete at a major again. If, if he does what he did in 2022 after coming back from this back injury, he's got to be considered for comeback player of the year. Well, I read that his back injury is going really well, that he actually is is scheduled to probably start like the, the start of the majors, The you know. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I know when it happened, everyone was thinking like, oh, God, like, we got a Tiger fusion back thing again. But he's doing really well. Saying, it's you exciting. Had, you had guys writing him off saying this could be a career ender. And now hearing he's going great, it's like that's all the more reason that he's going to come right back in. And if he does what it was, the top five in all the majors or whatever it ended up being, it's like if he can do that in 23, you got to consider him. I mean, a great 2022, but you're right. The ultimate comeback player where we thought he wasn't going to play from an injury. And I think he'll be back and. I, I see him winning a major this year. I do. He's got a complete game. His putter got extremely, extremely better in the last second half of the last season. When he's putting well, he's an absolute stud. I'm going to go with Harry Higgs. This is a fan favorite guy. He, he he will take his shirt off and show you his belly like a real man. And everybody loves him, but he really didn't perform. He didn't live up to the kind of the... Not necessarily hype, but like the you know, what people wanted him to do this year on tour. You know, he's had he's got a lot of that success in like the public eye. Um, I would love to see him kind of come out and actually show that he has the game. Like clearly, he does. Like he can hit all the shots, but maybe something else going on where he hasn't been able to been as quite as dialed in. And I just think it'd be one that everybody would love to see, as well as you know we've seen him have decent success. I think he had a a top five at the PGA when Phil won. Uh, if I recall correctly. So it's one of those things where, like, he has all the game, and I think he could you know, definitely maybe get a win or something under his belt and play well, and, you know, we could see him win that award. I think I said this on a previous podcast, uh, but I'm going with Jason Day. He had a really tough year last season, injuries. I think he's been injured the last two years on and off. Um, I believe he lost his mom last year, so I, I just don't know if he was in the right headspace. But I'm, his game just kind of stand. it's something that can stand the test of time is – his chipping around the green is just incredible. He's one of the best putters on tour. I mean, I th- he's had past success at Oak Hill, which is where the U.S. Open is going to be this year. So I look for him to have a really good showing there. And um, just with the t- kind of talent this guy has, I don't see how he doesn't bounce back. I'm going to go with a big name here. I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa for comeback player of the year. I, I think we had all kind of anointed him as the, as the next big phenom after his 2021 season where he captured – a major and and was pretty relevant in all of them and then we expected a lot from him in 2022 and and was never really a factor he missed a lot of cuts Uh, I think he was only relevant in one major that being the U.S. Open and with with how good his game is you have to expect him to do a lot more than what he put out there this year so expecting a lot from him and and maybe he can kind of turn that putter around and, and get it going a little bit more to uh be able to get back up to that upper echelon yeah, I had a few guys that I was thinking about, but I'm going to go with Garrick Higo, a guy that had an incredible 21 season when he popped on the scene, or I guess it was kind of the start of the 21-22 season, but really fell off the map. And I think from watching this guy when he was coming up on the European tour, he's got every bit of game. He just kind of didn't really settle into the the traveling lifestyle of the PGA Tour very well. I like the way he hits it off the tee, and he's an incredible putter. I really like seeing him getting his first tour or second tour win this year, and I think he can contend at some majors because uh, drives the ball well, putts well, and it's really just his iron. So see him in some tough conditions. He plays really well in the wind, so seeing him contend at the Open wouldn't surprise me either. All right, so some guys last year. already talked about Tyler thinks Cameron Young is going to be his player of the year. Do people at this table think Cameron Young doesn't get his first win this year, or does Cameron Young uh, get a major this year potentially? What are our thoughts? I don't know about a major. Um, I definitely think he's he's good enough to win on tour. I think that's been proven from what we've seen this past season. Um, I think if he does, I think his best chance is going to be at Riviera again, where he I think he had the lead after three rounds or was tied for the lead, kind of uh, fell off on the last round, but. He clearly has the game to compete at Riviera, so I think that's one that we got to put at the top of the list. And a funny story about that course. So we always had been told that that course is really hard, but I have a funny uh, realization of how I realized that course was so hard. It's because we played it on the PGA 2K23 game, 
And albeit we played on a harder difficulty, so we were just getting used to the game. But we had started to get to the point where we were shooting, you know, maybe a couple under for having a great round. And the first time I played Riviera, I was like, is this like, where's the clown going to pop out? Like, it's putt-putt. I was like, this course is incredibly difficult. So, yeah, when you when they say when guys win the Genesis, right, they know they're good golfers because that course is outrageous. So, I agree. Funny story, tagging on to your little uh, PGA Tour 2K game there. For whatever reason, we were out and about at the at the bar and all that kind of stuff. We're at p- trivia, I think, and we're all drinking. We say, "All right, so tea time at Riviera at eight. And my wife was convinced <laughs> we were going to Riviera to tee off at like eight p.m. and night like, golf. How are you gonna what? <laughs> so confused. She still sure. still brings it up to this day. I'm pretty sure I probably beat Colin in that round. I think we all probably <laughs> did. I don't think so. All right, what about Ricky Fowler? We saw a little bit of a kind of, I don't know, maybe is it one of those like dead count, dead cat bumps or whatever like that. Like, were we sure that Ricky's really got the game? And do we think that this year he could get another win under his belt? Before we jump in here, can we just say happy birthday, Ricky? Today's his birthday. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Is it today or tomorrow? It's today, but for our listeners, it'll be yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some quick that was a quick math. Yeah. <laughs> Props there. I'm going to come out and say that I don't think Ricky breaks through this year. I'm not sure when that putter is going to get back to where it was, but last year he finished like 190th in strokes gained putting, which is so hard to see such a giant fall because not only was Ricky amazing, it was what it was his putter that made him amazing. So to see his best skill deteriorate so much, I really don't think we're going to see Ricky in the winner's circle this year. Yeah, I'll be rooting for him, but I just think there's so much parity in golf right now. There's so much young talent. It's getting harder and harder to win on tour. So I don't think he's going to win this year. I think, and I'm hoping he's a little more competitive. Uh, everything I've seen is that he's working really, really hard to get back to the form that he used to be in. So I'll be rooting for him. All right, I'm going to go aggressively with, I think he does. I think he gets back in the winner circle, but not only back in the winner circle, I think he wins the players again. Specifically, you're going off of your... Oh, you know, his Potter things, you know, you know, don't look, quite look right, all that kind of stuff. It's a place where he's won before. It's in a place where, I, by all accounts, I fully expect him to be there. I think he's probably still even exempt. Um, and I just think, you know, his game was starting to show signs of, you know, that that old Ricky. And I believe he just he changed up his coaches. I think he's back with whoever he was with um, when he was kind of at Butch. his best. Yep. Yeah. So I think he's going to kind of round back into form, going to get that, get things right. I don't think he's going to pull out a major, unfortunately, but I think he's going to get, you know, the fifth major. Pretty damn close to a major, yeah. I said quote-unquote. You know, I can say from PGA 2K23 that the <laughs> that, that TPC Sawgrass is a course. Very gettable course. You can putt well on. You can. I have putted well Put there. preview looking ass. I have I can putted say well from real-life experience, <laughs> it is not easy. <laughs> I would say that that course requires good iron play, and Ricky's iron is still just as good as they were. It's just it's just all about getting that putter rolling. So maybe it's a comfort thing, right? He gets comfortable. He starts feeling like he's, he's putting like he used to. I like it. All right, now, big year we got coming up. We got a Ryder Cup. Now, you look at the stat sheets, the U.S. team is pretty stacked. The The European team's got some guys pulled in that don't look too pretty. Like, I've even seen, like, Guido Migliozzi being on that team. Like, it's not necessarily Who? a strong team. Let's yeah, say that one more time. Guido Migliozzi. Was he an extra in the Sopranos? That's actually Colin, one of Colin's favorite golfers. Guido's a beast. Don't knock Guido. He is solid, but to see him on that European team, it seems quite out outbalanced, but it's very hard to go across the pond and win a Ryder Cup. I mean, we've looked at the history, like, we recently won the last Ryder Cup, but coming into that, we were struggling to defend on home soil and getting obliterated on foreign soil. Any predictions? Do you guys think uh, the U.S. runs into a buzzsaw, or do you think it's just a routing like it was last time? I've got no doubt in the U.S.'s ability to just to blow this thing open. I think the U.S. wins handily. Done by day three. I'm not going to be wow. that confident, but I definitely think the U.S. does win. While, you know, we've also lost some kind of big names. You know, you look at your DJs, your Brookses, et cetera. Um, you know, they certainly have lost plenty of names and like stalwarts. You look at like an Ian Poulter that was there, you know, irrelevant in terms of actual ability. It kind of felt like in the last nice pants, one. though. Great. No, he didn't get to pick his own pants at the Ryder mm, Cup. It really, right. really hurt him. Um, but like it kind of feels that. Yeah, the the skill, the, the experience, all that kind of stuff is heavily going to be on the U.S. side. I think it'll always be closer. Again, they they can set up the course however it's going to fit their the European game and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, let's not 
disregard, you know, Rory McIlroy, number one, John Rahm, number five, Matt Fitzpatrick, nine, uh, Victor Hovland, 10. You know, that's four of the top 10 golfers should all obviously be there barring something crazy happening. Um, so, like, they're going to have some big, reputable names there. I just think the U.S. going to outlast them when it's all said and done. There's just so much depth on this U.S. team, especially when you compare it to Europe. I mean, top four, you match it up, I think it would be pretty a pretty grueling battle that would be very close. I mean, Europe has probably the two hottest golfers right now, Rory and Rom. But once you start getting out of that top five, I think Europe really drops off, and, and they're really going to struggle to – uh, keep up with the U.S. squad that's going to be trotting out like top 10 golfers as their like fourth best pairing. Yeah, after Victor Hovland, the next top golfer for the uh, European squad currently will be Shane Lowry. Hey, put some respect on his name. Sorry, it would be Tyler Britt. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Shane, I think Shane rounds out a nice top five there, but I'm getting a vibe of Rory and Rom starting to become and step into these big leadership roles. Rory, we know, uh, he had a tough past few years, so it's really only been like the yeah, last year or so he's really become the icon that he used to be. But I think I see some of these experienced golfers on this European team really banding them together, kind of like we saw it at the President's Cup, right? A team that came in we thought had no business contending. They lose by like three or four points, so it ends up not being that close on the scoreboard. But I think I see this European team kind of banding together to kind of say – you know, yeah, sure, our top fives match up well, and you think our bottom half's not very good, but you put anyone out on the golf course any day, they could beat anyone. So I I will say that I think the European team does have a legit chance to win this Ryder Cup. There's just something about the U.S. team that doesn't give me the the collective vibe that it used to. It still has some really talented golfers, but you just got guys like Max Homa and Tony Fina, who we love, right? They're awesome golfers, but I'm not sure I feel the real chemistry that maybe you've seen in the past. I would definitely disagree on the chemistry point, but I will in terms of for the U.S. team, but I definitely agree with the European vibe aspect of it because, like, you always get the impression from the European team that, like, they live for this shit. Like, it means almost as much as winning a major to them is, like, keep retaining the Ryder Cup and things. Like, it's obviously those those four majors are going to come ahead, but, like, after that, I think representing the European Union or Europe as a whole, whatever the proper term is for it, it's then the Ryder Cup. I don't think in recent history, like, I would say the past 20 years, you have seen guys like Ian Poulter come out on the U.S. side. Patrick Reed was good, but he was also a very good golfer at the time. He was top 10 year in, year out. I think there's something about the guys on the European team that just they're going to play better than they should, and you and you might see uh, some some kind of unlikely winners, and especially in singles. Yeah, I don't think it's it's going to be as easy for the U.S. as some of my colleagues here think. Um, we're talking it's at it's in Rome, I believe. Yeah. Um, so when Guido's out there playing on his home soil, it's going to be he's going to be tough to beat. Oh, he's getting home cooking every night, and he's going to come in there with a full belly. <laughs> That's a heavy costume. meal. That yeah. is a heavy he meal. He's going to wake up and uh, they I mean, don't allow for carts, right? I mean, there are just some guys on the European team uh, that I think are going to be really hard to beat that we haven't even mentioned yet, like Fleetwood, for example. Fleetwood was a killer in the last Ryder Cup that was Mollywood, across the him seas. and him and Francesco Molinari. Yeah. That was one of the best pairings of Ryder Cup I mean, history. they were so dominant. So th- I think there's going to be those sneaky guys that we don't really think are going to be like at the top of their game maybe coming into it or going to be like people that we have to worry about. But um, I do think the U.S. takes it, but I think it's going to be really close and exciting to watch. I said out last. What do you want from me? Remind me, who's the captain of the U.S. team this year? Zach Johnson. Oh, that's right. The needle. (laughs) All right, to wrap up our tour talk for this past year or this upcoming year, I want to hear if you guys have any bold predictions for 2023. This could go anywhere, but let's keep it tour-based, and then after this segment, we'll get into our own golf. I think I'm going to kick it off here. I'm going to make a bold prediction that Live Golf is going to steal a major. You look at Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka had a down year, but he's a major player. If they're able to play, I think those guys could go out there and really shake things up and make and turn this whole golf world upside down. Steal a major, you mean have like Compete a top ten win. that's literally No, I mean live. win and then live gets a major win, yeah. and then it's just like you know, I'd agree. I'd agree. Dub, I'm going to piggyback on that. And I was going to say, I think the live guys are going to win more majors than the U.S. guys. Oh. I think Cam's going to get one. And then you've got DJ and Brooks will probably get Bryson. one. And then you've got the rest of the live field that I 
honestly could probably steal another one. Well, so, they're only going to be able to steal one. They're only going to get into. I think they get in all. They get in all four, and I think they win three of them. As a as a golf fan, I hope they're allowed in every major. I like, definitely we want to see the best players, especially the Masters, to see all those guys there. So hopefully. All right, that'll do it for us tonight. <laughs> no, I think there's no reason why they don't let them in. I mean, it's if we think about how, you know, almost everything golf-related, even though maybe the PGA Tour tries to play like a remorse card when it comes to live, like it's all money-driven. And a Masters where it's live versus PGA is unbelievable content. So that I don't see any world where they keep them out. My bold prediction for the year, you know, it's, we're going against the whole live winning three out of four majors here. I'm going to go with that Rory and Jordan both complete the career grand slam. <laughs> Winning at Augusta and wherever the PGA is this year. L.A. Country Club. There we go. L.A. Country Club. Um, I think, you know, Rory's kind of reinvigorated with golf. Um, We definitely saw that there at the end of the year. He's got, you know, kind of a reason to step up and want to do it. And I think that still is going to be lingering, especially early into the season, where he'll, you know, actually finally capture that elusive green jacket. And then, you know, Jordan, yeah, maybe it's a homer pick. Obviously, we know he's my, my favorite golfer out there, but he's too good of a golfer historically in majors with the exception of the PGA that I think it's just at some point it's going to click there. And I think this is the year, like I said, they both do it. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Lock it in right now. Well, Tully, I like that prediction, but uh, it's going to be hard for Jordan to win the pat the uh, I like PGA. I like you, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's going to be hard for Jordan to win the PGA Championship because Max Homa is winning the PGA Championship uh, easily. I will have you. He's also going to supplant Patrick Reed as Captain America when he's the has another standout performance uh, for the U.S. team in the Ryder Cup, just like he did in the Presidents Cup. So is Max Homa your actual pick for Player of the Year? No. J- <laughs> Because my other bold prediction is that JT is going to take over world number one and retain it through the end of the FedEx Cup. I believe last time uh, JT had the world number one, he had it for like a week. Wait, so the PGA is going to be at Oak Hill, and the U.S. Open is going to be at LACC. Oh. So I also... No credibility. Well, to your point, yeah, so Jordan could complete his his major... uh, It's going to happen. But I think that I'm on the board with Colin that I think Max Homa takes home the U.S. Open at LACC. I think that is just... I can't think of... More dominoes falling in the right direction for Max Homa. He's the, one of the hottest golfers in the world right now. He's a consistent golfer. He hits a lot of fairways. He's good around the greens. When U.S. Open rough gets up, and he's a home pick. I mean, he's from there. It's going to be I, – I love that pick. I mean, I think he's like plus – probably, I don't know. I got to look at the odds because I was actually talking to the guy at the bar this week. He was like, my bold prediction is like I think Max Homa is going to win a major. I was like, okay, let's think about it. Um, Augusta, probably not enough experience. The Open – I'm not sure how good he is in the wind. And then I saw the U.S. Opens in L.A. where he's from. I'm like, send it, and we just got to hope and pray. It's like, I like him. I just don't know if he's got that dog in him to really come through in a major. It's like, he, he's going to win some of these smaller tournaments, but it's like when it gets to crunch time at one of these majors, I just don't know if he's got that killer instinct that some of these other guys on tour have to really pull it out. And I don't disagree with you there. I would. The only thing I would say is that I, usually U.S. Opens are like this battle of attrition. So he might not have to go and win it. He might just have to get himself hold ahead on. and hold on. Yep. You're asking he doesn't have that dog in him. Didn't he take down YTK at the President's Cup in and singles? Like three down I mean, that's some dog. You guys are all over YTK. The leader of the <laughs> international <laughs> team. taking down YTK, so we're fine. I just pulled some things up here. I'm just going to go with it. Rory, that calendar? Rory to, win, <laughs> Rory to win the Masters, Jordan to win the PGA, Max Homa to win the US Open, and then John Rahm to win the uh, Open Championship. Nice little four-leg par that lay there for you. $5 when you have $764,395. <laughs> Book it. I'm locking it in right now. It is locked in. I will not be seeing you guys after next year as I will go retire somewhere. Kiss that five dollars. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be like that guy on BR betting with France to win the World Cup. It's like, what are you? How much are you gonna hedge when Rom's got to say no hedging? Now. There is no hedging allowed. No, never. All right, that no does hedging. it. For, that does it for the tour golf. Let's get into our big player golf for this upcoming year. We got six guys here. I want to ask everyone who they think the most improved player will be next year in 2023. And I want to see some of your resiliency. How much? How much? Uh, play, how many players or people do we have around this table right now? Five, but we got to count Ken. He's not here. Well, Ken, Ken can be an answer. The ghost of Ken past is sitting right. Kenny one punch. No, Ken future. He's he just only quit one a couple with jobs. He's good to go. I think there's only one answer here. I mean, Doug has a new bionic wrist to play with <laughs> next year. He's got to be most improved. Yeah, last time I saw him swing was with one arm. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Dub could be comeback player, but it doesn't have to be the most improved. What do you mean? He didn't even play last year. He's got to improve. I mean, maybe he's going to be right-handed now. <laughs> yeah, Who I'm knows? switching hands. That's uh, that's the big storyline for 2023. No, I'm coming out here, and I am picking my thoroughbred to be the most improved player of this upcoming year because I believe in him. I know he has the drive. Ken? It's Tully. Yeah! Oh! I pick as well. Tully is Fools. going to... That's an upset Tully's right going to break 80 four times this year. At least. He's going to get new irons. Oh, He's going to be a new man. Sarah, if you're listening, what comes he really first there? Does irons. he have to get new irons to break no. 84 times? No, I'm not get getting it. new irons until that parlay hits. They just make him better, know. right? He just starts breaking 80, then he it's gets new irons. Thing. I think Tully, this is the year that Tully really keeps it together. He keeps his head screwed on tight, and he starts finishing around strong. He breaks 80 on multiple occasions. Yeah, I have been texting Sean Foley. He's been helping me with the mental side there to kind of get me right. So, <laughs> you know, it, he, Ben's definitely Strokes right. Strokes game, mental golf. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely right on that. I think we just need to start buying like three packs on the back nine instead of six packs <laughs> or 12 packs, and then Tully's going to shoot, maybe even break 70. Do you guys want six or 12? We'll take 12. We got to make sure we keep Tully's scorecard when he breaks 80, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll never know because none of us are ever going to keep score. I think it's going to be Colin, though. Sorry to get off of me, which I love talking about, but I'm going with Colin because we is kind of not even a great pick in in the sense of he just won the league that we play in, but he's showed that he's got all that game. We've all seen it. Now he's got the driver. All that game. He, he's got the driver. He can. He's now maybe going to feel a little bit better now. He doesn't have that Nike driver that you know Sean Foley and Travis Fulton both said. Wow, Nike clubs suck. <laughs> So I think, you know, we're going to see Colin kind of rounded form, kind of get it more than 10 feet off the ground, and it's going to be great. I will say Colin had a bit of a Colin Morikawa year where he played fairly (laughs) average throughout the year. Double L. (laughs) Fairly average throughout the year, but then came home really strong. So I agree. Heading into 2023, Calvin's – Calvin is going to do great. Colin's great resiliency. Colin's strokes gains categories are just off the charts right now. So I I agree. He'll have a great 2023. Thanks, guys. So my pick here is based on – Driving up number 18 at the legendary Raintree Country Club. Here I am riding with with Tip over here, and he drove the ball just as far as I did. And I I hit it pretty well, and here he is right next to me. And I said, giving Tip some extra distance here, he's going to be a problem next year. You better watch out. Add 30 yards to his drives easily. He's going to be a totally different golfer now, and he's going to take a huge step forward next year. Add that distance in with an already like elite consistency level. He's going to be the the clear most improved player next year. Well, it's amazing what happens when your backswing increases from sixty five percent to eighty five percent. So we're getting there. It's so safe it to say like blood pressure and scores are coming down for Tippy. I hope so. I got a new prescription the other day, so we're going to kind of work on that. <laughs> we got a big year ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. No one picked you to be the most improved. You'll How many rounds did he great. play this year? Like, yeah, that, that's, that, that, what, what do we think the over-under is for Ken rounds played next year? I'm not trying to throw shade, but I, I'm going to set the line at... No, Ken's unemployed, so he could be unemployed through at least early spring, depending on how things go. I could see him playing a lot of golf. My last unemployment <laughs> phase, I played like four times a week and lost all my money. Hey, so. Tippy, that was a great stretch for us. <laughs> we got to go to see Chaz at Firestones. We got to play Flatbush 47 times. It was great. What's Ken quite quitting at his old job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, two, I had two questions. Does Ken start hitting driver here more in 2023? And then was he quiet quitting his last job? <laughs> Probably not, but I do. No and yes, you yes, choose the order. I want Ken to start hitting driver more in 2023. I think that he has potential to be the most improved player if we can start getting him hit driver. Because I think similar to what you're describing with Tyler, is that Ken, when he hits his driver well, it goes like 270, and he's always pulling out his three-wood, bumping it like 200 down the fairway. Ken hit more drivers. Ken might be our most improved player. The thing player. that got me with Ken's driver was when we played at the links at Gettysburg in the scramble, and he, we all grabbed driver, and he we he hit last and still pulled out his three-wood. We had two in the <laughs> fairway. We're out there. Just let her rip. And just like still left the driver in the back. It's like... Buddy, you gotta you gotta get some faith in this thing, and it's there's you're gonna see vast improvement. You know, I do want to give Ken some credit with not always pulling the driver because that's a restraint that I don't think Tyler and I have to not just pull driver out regardless of the hole. It's a par four. I'm going driver, driver, driver. There's yeah, it's a, a par chance. four with water at 225, and we're like, yeah, it's fine. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw Ken pipe multiple drives right down the middle last year, so I'm not sure why he doesn't have as much confidence in it. Um, as he should, but uh, maybe he needs to save those that three wood for the par threes. 
Yeah, that's his hot club, right? <laughs> save the match. Save the magic well, for the part three. That's five wood, damn it. <laughs> All right, some other things here. What are our thoughts on Colin's new driver? I think it's going to be a great fit for him. I've heard I've heard so much about it. I, I will wait to pass opinion until I see the results, actually, but I've heard it's great. I've yet to see the driver, so I'm not convinced <laughs> he actually bought it. I think he just went down there and swung it and then came home. Military I discount. Like, I don't know. It, it might not help me that much. <laughs> well, he's fresh off a league championship, so can he really replace the driver? He's got to stick with what, what got him to here. Well, if he wants to be the first two-time winner, he's going to have to do that. That's so another he, question. He, that's, that's, that's a follow-up little teaser there but i think the driver helps him out i said it before with him as my pick for the most improved player i you know the driver's gonna keep him right in play what's the lock it's on a, this it's thing? a head game thing. like 13 and a half or what what are we talking it's about? only it's only 10 and a half which i'm a little worried about but uh john at pxg really really tuned me up he's got everything working for yeah, me he did. i got a heavier shaft on there that shaft get, is gonna throw the ball more, straight i thought it was gonna more, be like extra flex a little more loft uh with that being <laughs> said i anticipate i'll be calling him by march asking for a reason <laughs> <laughs> by march what how much are you playing in this winter i'm Top just telling off. you i'm gonna have a few bad rounds and i'm gonna be like this thing needs he's gonna to go to the range hit, once hit 10 balls he's gonna tail golf can't hit the back net and yep. he's, he's I'll, just be in, I'll be in my head all the rest of the year all right, let's talk about. You guys have a bucket list course you want to check off this year. I got one. I was like, I didn't prep for that one. I I got one, and so we're going to the RBC Heritage this year, and we're going to the Saturday round. Going to play on Sunday, and I got to do my best salesman impression here because I want the boys to buy in, but I want to go play Kiowa really bad. Oh, I'm in on that. That's like that. That would like, be. What's my price tag? I got to buy a new water. I got to buy a new water heater. Probably about three. I can deal with that. Yeah, but it's like it's a are you talking the ocean course or are you just saying Kiowa? Ocean, ocean course. course. I want to be eaten alive. It's going to be three hundred dollars for the round and then one hundred and fifty dollars in golf balls. Don't even look it up. Top don't, like dub, don't look it up. We need to sit here and decide what our ceiling is. Okay. I'm not looking it up. I'm booking it. Okay. <laughs> this this guy flew down randomly to play TPC Sawgrass. He's not really worried after about this, it. After this episode, we're going to have to set a ceiling, a realistic ceiling, and if we get under that, we got to go play it. So we're looking for a sponsor to pay for us to go to play <laughs> Kiowa. Great content. Anyone, anyone. Uh, but, yeah, no, I love that. love that. That's been on my list for a while because we had some buddies that were living down that way like an hour away and never unfortunately got to do it. So that's a that's definitely up there for sure. So I don't have a particular bucket list course that I want to play for uh, 2023. I have more of a bucket list trip, and I think we've talked about it, and I'm not sure the logistics of it, but I would love a Sarasota spring training Orioles trip tied in with golf every day. I heard stream song in that sentence. So if, if, <laughs> if, if there's like three good courses in the area, just to me the perfect trip is – Waking up in the morning early, going to get around to golf and go grab some street tacos from some place down there uh, and hit don't, up. That place closed, Timmy. Don't tease up, me And like hit that. up the 1 o'clock <laughs> Orioles game. Get out of there by 4, grab some dinner, get some drinks, get, go to bed, repeat. It's like that. that nothing sounds better than that to me. So when is spring training? March, March, early March. So we got a golf well, trip so for March. Colin's going to come back from that and be like, May. John, this driver doesn't work. <laughs> Fix yeah, it. Give me my March. money back. Yeah. I'm going to keep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a P- PXG store down there somewhere. We could get you into it. So we've already planned. So that's a March trip. We got an April trip. And then we're thinking about booking our yearly golf trip in May. We might have to bump that golf trip back. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how the PTO calendar looks. Isn't that like chip and putt? The Tiger Woods just opened down there too. Is that Sarasota? I think it's yeah. down that way for sure. The, what the fuck's that thing called? Is that the tomorrow goal? Oh, mm. TMRW. Tiger well, Hold on, before Woods. we move on, I I have one course. I don't know if this is a bucket list course, but it's a course that I've been hearing a lot about lately. Is Royal New Kent down near Richmond? Yeah, um, Rich what? It's not that far away from us, so maybe we can just take a long weekend down there, or maybe just a day trip on a Saturday. But uh, I think our we know someone down there, Fat Perez. Can you hook us up? Let's get a tea time. Yeah, FP. Let's go play Royal New Kent. Yep. All right, so in this upcoming year, anybody got parts of their game that they want to and will work on this year? Yeah, I got you. So Dub alluded to it, and the thing that I want to continue to kind of grow is my distance off the tee with the driver. I got to figure out that full backswing. If I can consistently be within 15 yards of Dub's drive, I... I think that's going to shave off what? What do you think? Six or seven strokes around for me. Easy. I'm hitting a. I'm hitting a shorter iron in. We know my longer irons suck, but if I'm hitting a seven iron instead of a five iron, could you imagine? You know, there's one major thing that ha- that will come with that is that you need to get a new driver. Why? Mine works fine. Fifteen dollars, Goodwill driver, about 
Hey, eight to ten years old. It works great. Guy John at PXG hook you. Can call my rep? <laughs> I am more than happy to spend twenty dollars on a new grip, which would be the most expensive part of the club for me. <laughs> just use that because it, it does kind of start to fall out of my hands now. Every once in a while, so it, it also like falling off the club too. You have to kind of push it back together from time to time. I mean, from time to time. <laughs> yeah, I think you get a new driver this year. I think you'll get a few more yards, but you also get a lot more forgiveness because. We are the type of people that never go to the range before we play. So what? we cut those first few tee shots don't necessarily hit the center of the face. Wait, donor the bar doesn't count. Yeah, we, that range? loosens us up. Yeah, it's right. within range. We get loosened up, but we're, our eye hand <laughs> coordination is range. <laughs> so I think Tiffy gets a new driver in 2023. He still keeps bombing it, and that's that's the secret to lower scores for him. For me, it's going to come as no surprise. It's the iron game. It's going to be what I'm looking at for myself. Another purchase that can cause us, that can get a solution here. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's new irons. Maybe it's, you know, a psychiatrist. I don't, I don't think I don't the, the problem is. is you. I think it's the technology. It, I mean, it, just it's, no, it's put definitely new irons head. in your it's hand. Nothing and money it's can't fit for game. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, money solves all problems. I've heard countless stories of guys just buying new clubs and getting a lot better. Yeah. It <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah. But no, yeah, it helps their at home life. It's like a lot more positive vibes. Something tells house. me it's not going to help the at-home life when I spend money on irons. You have to do a few more dishes. Uh, but no, I, I, I am. That is that is definitely the the area where I feel like I need to focus. I, I definitely lose the most strokes uh, approach to green. We'll say there's always water and sand traps and all that kind of fun stuff in the way. So it's just trying to find that more consistent swing that doesn't have me taking the you know 25 foot six inch divot every time I swing an iron. I'd like to propose that maybe you can buy Tyler's irons from him since he's only going to be hitting wedges into all these. <laughs> well, that's the next part of my problem. So he's like $35 need, irons from Goodwill? I will need new wedges because I'm pretty sure I still got some Cleveland's that I also got at the same Goodwill. So, I mean, we got some room to improve the bag. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's where I hope to improve is my short irons. Um, I don't want to get too technical, but like I had a lot of the pools last year with like 100 to 140 yards just tugging it straight left. Uh, thanks, Ben, for hooking me up with that new straight swing that makes me do that. <laughs> but um, if I can straighten that out, I think I'll be I'll I'll be scoring a lot better this year. You know, I was going to propose before you dissed me. My, I might not propose now. <laughs> I might not give you this tip, but I'm going to give you married? this tip. That there's a potential that, and also not to get too technical, is that I know you have really low hands with your wedges, and that probably means your heel is hitting the ground before the center of your club face, which will close the club face. So Dumbass. take your wedges to a place and get, make sure you get fitted because they, they're probably forged because they're Mizuno, so they can bend them a little bit. I mean, I, I, I want to say this for Colin. He probably should have said it a long time ago, but I really want to apologize to the trees of southern Pennsylvania <laughs> because they were have been hit a lot. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Not with a lot of speed, right? We're just like 60-yard pitch shot here off the hustle. But, but it's like the same spot of the tree. Just pepper like pepper Almost as much as the rain tree trees got hit. <laughs> yeah, I think my answer here is very simple. Short putting. game, putting. Putting. Literally. I mean, it's... it's. I'm a bad putter, but you I'm also three putters in your bag. a mental <laughs> head case when it comes to putting. I stand over a two-footer, and I'm just like, if they don't give it to me, there's no way I'm making this. So... I'd love to say I'm going to drive the ball straighter, hit better irons, but really my game boils down to short game. And I really struggled at the end of the year because I had no short game. So it's like if I miss the green, there's no chance I can get up and down. So I was just living and dying on lagging six-footers close to the hole, oh, so, so you, I'd have a, you a tap like Rory. in. You put like Rory. <laughs> Great lag putt. I'm lagging it from six feet, though, not <laughs> 60. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make the proposal that our, our next investment is a, a group psychologist because we've already <laughs> identified three of us having some big old mental issues. We can't so. afford him. We're buying irons and drivers. <laughs> That'll come out of the personal He pocket. will make us better. The irons will. Yeah, what, what's a good driver running these days? Like, what am I looking at putting up? Go to Collins Guy. 200 bucks for a new PXG. But that sale ends on December 24th. Hey! We got time. I'm pretty sure the prices won't go up. Does it really? It's the old It's something like that. could be a problem. Before the end of the year. Wait a minute. That was before Nick Jonas signed on to the team. So <laughs> it could go up. Uh, it's, it's going up now. They got Nick right, Jonas and Colin Mummer simultaneously. The fourth Jonas brother. Uh, I don't know. I've agreed with Dub once, and I think I agree with Colin once, but I'm agree with Dub again. I need to work on my putting. I think I'm an okay putter, but it's just a little too inconsistent. And I know the days you go out there where you're not hitting it that well, which are usually most days because we don't warm up, there's nothing that can cure a bad golf game better than draining 10 and 15 footers all around the course. So I'm going to spend more time on the putting green. I'm going to be more consistent. And I love putting. I don't know. I When I was a kid, I was the guy that always went to the range and just drivers and irons all day long. And I did that for so long. And then I spent years in college realizing that I couldn't make a damn putt. 
So I'm just going to continue to be a better putter. And then I feel like the bad rounds will get better. And then hopefully, you know, when you get hot and you're hitting the irons and driver well one day, then you start rolling them all in and that's the perfect round. Let's see. So I've already predicted that Tully's going to break 80. That could be a multitude of, of 70 scores, but does anyone else have a score that they would like to shoot this year that would make them feel like it was an accomplishing year? 79. Just once. I only need it once. What I'm shooting for is I just want a nine under par. I've shot even par on nine. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, I thought he I, said nine wow, under I par. I thought he did too. No, I thought no, we were holy shit. Yeah, you're hitting 300 times. Nine, nine, that doesn't nine mean that. holes <laughs> under par. Is I've shot even on nine holes. Then I, I, I just know myself I'm going to blow up on the back. But I've never been under par for nine holes. And I think that's within my grasp. Um, and I, I think this could be the year I could do it. I thought we were talking PGA 2K. There for a <laughs> I'd also like to shoot nine under. I, I can't do nine under in PGA either. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, we've talked about how the back nine can be our blow up nine for sure. So yeah, let let it let it ride on the front nine. Get your thirty five, and then hey, we'll see where it goes from there. Could have another great back nine. Yeah, I'm with Tully. I just wanna I just wanna break eighty next year. I did it last year. It was the second time I've ever done it. I feel like right now that's pretty much my ceiling. So if I can shoot a seventy nine or lower next year, I'd be happy. Dub, I've been waiting for this one. I want to hear what yours is. Right, coming off a year of injury in 2021, Dub occasionally was under par. Right, sniffing low 70s most rounds, depending on how yeah, the back th- nine goes. This answer is very easy. Sub 70. Woo! I got to some I, could say 69. 69. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going nine under. <laughs> nine under. Well, nine. I got to. I was three under at one point late in a round this year, and and the wheels fell off just a a little bit. Couldn't break that 70 number. But I, I think that's kind of my goal. I haven't broke 70 since I was playing all the time in high school and college. So would love to get back to that point, like w- this way later in life point that I'm at right now. Yeah, you are like, what, 40, 45? <clears throat> yeah. I like us playing more full 18-hole rounds at Musket, even if it's not league going on weekends, because it is tough to go to a course you haven't seen in a while to, and try and shoot some of your best scores. But we play Musket every Thursday. So getting out there on a Saturday, we'd feel a lot more comfortable. Benny, what do you got? What, what's your your goal here today? I mean, you already are the best golfer at the table. No offense, Dub, you've been broken. But like, what, what what is success for you? Yeah, toward the end of last year, like I said, maybe this is just like me just airing my grievances with my game. But we played at Musket, and I shot 67, and that's my career low. I shot it a couple other times. This is the year where I want to shoot. I want to shoot 65. I think that that's that's like the number. 67 is like. I know it's a great score and it's five under par, but it just feels like my best score being 67 doesn't feel it accomplished enough for me. So 65 is a number that I can really hang my head on being like, that's really good. I love you, but God, you sound like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it sounds like we're playing maple. It's a lot more than it's maple. Oh yeah. We'll play glade maple and then musket. Cause yeah, we know glade. So 65. That's what I want to shoot this year. Sheesh. Difference in goals there. All right, that does it for us tonight. Thanks for tuning in to our 2023 preview episode. Make sure you head over to Instagram and follow us at Big Players Only Pod. We'll see you next year.